very good-natured young men. They were more observant than they appeared. In a sort of inarticulate, accidentally dissimulative fashion, they were highly appreciative. This was, perhaps, especially the case with the elder, who was also, as I have said, the man of talent. They sat down at a little table, which was a very different affair from the great clattering seesaw in the saloon of the steamer. The wide doors and windows of the restaurant stood open beneath large awnings to a wide pavement where there were other plants in tubs and rows of spreading trees, and beyond which there was a large shady square without any palings and with marble-paved walks, and above the vivid verdure rose other facades of white marble and of pale chocolate-colored stone squaring themselves against the deep blue sky. Here outside, in the light and the shade and the heat, there was a great tinkling of the bells of innumerable streetcars, and a constant strolling and shuffling and rustling of many pedestrians, a large proportion of whom were young women in pompadour-looking dresses. Within, the place was cool and vaguely lighted, with the plash of water, the odor of flowers, and the flitting of French waiters, as I have said, upon soundless carpets. "'It's rather like Paris, you know,' said the younger of our two travellers. "'It's like Paris, only more so,' his companion rejoined. "'I suppose it's the French waiters,' said the first speaker. "'Why don't they have French waiters in London?' "'Fancy a French waiter at a club,' said his friend. The young Englishman stared a little as if he could not fancy it. "'In Paris I'm very apt to dine at a place where there's an English waiter. "'Don't you know what's-his-name's close to the thingamabob? "'They always set an English waiter at me. "'I suppose they think I can't speak French.' "'Well, you can't.' "'And the elder of the young Englishman unfolded his napkin. "'His companion took no notice whatever of this declaration. "'I say,' he resumed in a moment, "'I suppose we must learn to speak American.' I suppose we must take lessons. I can't understand them, said the clever man. What the deuce is he saying? asked his comrade, appealing from the French waiter. He is recommending some soft-shell crabs, said the clever man. And so, in desultory observation of the idiosyncrasies of the new society in which they found themselves, the young Englishman proceeded to dine, going in largely, as the phrase is, for cooling draughts and dishes, of which their attendant offered them a very long list. After dinner they went out and slowly walked about the neighboring streets. The early dusk of waning summer was coming on, but the heat was still very great. The pavements were hot even to the stout boot-soles of the British travelers, and the trees along the curbstone emitted strange exotic odors. The young men wandered through the adjoining square, that queer place without palings and with marble walks arranged in black and white lozenges. There were a great many benches, crowded with shabby-looking people, and the travellers remarked very justly that it was not much like Belgrave Square. On one side was an enormous hotel, lifting up into the hot darkness an immense array of open, brightly lighted windows. At the base of this populous structure was an eternal jangle of horse-cars, and all round it in the upper dusk was a sinister hum of mosquitoes. 
The ground floor of the hotel seemed to be a huge, transparent cage, flinging a wide glare of gaslight into the street, of which it formed a sort of public adjunct, absorbing and emitting the passers-by promiscuously. The young Englishman went in with everyone else from curiosity and saw a couple of hundred men sitting on divans along a great marble-paved corridor with their legs stretched out, together with several dozen more standing in a queue as at the ticket office of a railway station before a brilliantly illuminated counter of vast extent. These latter persons who carried portmanteaus in their hands had a dejected, exhausted look. Their garments were not very fresh, and they seemed to be rendering some mysterious tribute to a magnificent young man with a waxed moustache and a shirt-front adorned with diamond buttons, who every now and then dropped an absent glance around.